I talk to thousands of new agents every year. Um, and the one common theme that I always see, especially even newer agents coming over to us from that have been in the industry for a couple of years that just haven't really found consistent success is because we call it the squirrel syndrome. They come in and they're like, you know what? I'm going to do for sale by owners. Oh, wait, that guy got an absentee owner. Oh, wait, no, that I can cold call. Oh, wait, I should go door knock. Oh, wait, he just did Facebook ads. Oh, and they're going all over, right? And the problem is that you never really become good at anything. You're never really building any expertise. You just sit here and jump around. And then ultimately you get frustrated and you either just continue down that path or eventually you leave the industry. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first of many Relentless Agent podcast episodes. I'm Mike Puma. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer and partner of Century 21 Beggins and Century 21 BE3, located in beautiful Florida. And with me, I have my good friend, Javier Nichols. Javier, take it away. Introduce yourself to the people watching. Thank you so much, Mike. Truly appreciate it. Dated. And guys, this is going to be jam-packed with value. So I'm Javier Nichols with Century 21 Advantage Gold here in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And we're just going to really dive deep into the understandings and the workings to make a successful and ultimately relentless real estate agent, right? Because many of you who are listening to this are real estate agents or looking to become a real estate agent, right? And the goal is to not only create business, but to create it in any market. And to do that, you must be relentless. So this is how we came up with the name. I truly appreciate you guys for being here. Um, and let's just dive right into it, right? Because when, when, when we're talking about real estate agents starting out and getting leads and getting deals going, we have to acknowledge that everything works and this is something that mike i know you said it which blew my mind when you said it because when you said everything works that's the problem i was like that is the problem yeah. so give us a little bit more context into that because i truly want to let everybody hear that everything does work and yeah take yeah, it away mike. i mean i think you know, listen, our brokerage, right? I've, I've been fortunate to be around Jeff Beggins and Craig Beggins, who are, are really two icons within the Century 21 system, but certainly within the real estate industry as a whole. And the one thing I learned from them very early on, and it was a statement that Craig made, which was, you know, if there was only one way to do this, this industry would be a lot easier. And the reality is he's 100% right. And I see it, you know, I talk to thousands of new agents every year, um, and the one common theme that I always see, especially even newer agents coming over to us from that have been in the industry for a couple of years that just haven't really found consistent success is because we call it the squirrel syndrome. They come in and they're like, you know what? I'm going to do for sale by owners. Oh, wait, that guy got an absentee owner. Oh, wait, no, 
that I can cold call. Oh, wait, I should go doorknob. Oh, wait, he just did Facebook ads. Oh, and they're going all over, right? And the problem is that you never really become good at anything. You're never really building any expertise. You just sit here and jump around. And then ultimately you get frustrated and you either just continue down that path or eventually you leave the industry. And that's why we see the industry numbers the way that they are, right? It's why you see that the average agent in the United States makes less than $15,000 a year. It's why you see the average agent in the United States doing less than four transactions a year, right? It's not because there's not enough business. There's plenty of business. It's not because they're not talented enough. They're very talented. It's because of the fact that any other, if you were to go into the medical field, right? You end up picking a specialty. You know, you become a knee specialist. You become a surgeon. You become, you know, you pick something right? You're not an expert in everything. If I went to my doctor and he was a knee doctor and I'm like, Hey, by the way, my elbow's hurting. And he's like, Hey, let me take a look at your elbow. I'm like, no, dude, send me to an elbow specialist. Right? Like, I don't want to talk to you about my knee and this business. For some reason, we don't look at it that way. We don't look at it like it's a business, but that's exactly what you're doing. You're building a business. So we have a saying here that everything works. It just won't work for you. Right. And so what we have to do and what we do with our agents, who we refer to as our business partners, because that's what this is. Right. A broker agent relationship is a business partnership. Our job in that in that partnership is to figure out what is best for you as the agent. Right. And the way we do that is and this is important for anyone listening or watching. You have to do this. And if it's not with your broker, do it on your own. You've got to take a step back and say, okay, what's the level of income that I'm looking to generate to live the lifestyle that I want to live, right? And this is super important. And this isn't about money. It's not like, oh, I want to make a million dollars a year. No, you don't. Maybe you do, but in reality, you probably don't need to. And this is a very difficult conversation to have. We're not talking about your biggest dreams and aspirations here. We're talking about in order for me to wake up every day, pay my bills and live the lifestyle that I want to live at this moment, not a year from now, not five years from now, not 10 years, this moment, what do I need? And whatever that is, that's super important because if that's five grand a month, if that's 10 grand a month, if that's 30 grand a month, it does not matter, but you need to know what that number is. Once we know what that number is, then we can do some easy math to figure out how many deals does that mean we need? And once we know how many deals we need at the end of the year, now we can break that down by a quarterly basis, a monthly basis, a weekly basis. And what ends up happening, and the reason this exercise is so important is because we get to really realize that this isn't as overwhelming as it needs to be, right? I think a lot of new agents come in, they're like, oh, in order to be successful, I have to do five deals a month. No, you don't. Most agents need to do one deal a month, maybe two to live the lifestyle that they actually want to live and have a use for the money, right? And so one to two deals a month is a lot easier to swallow, all right? So now, now we're getting somewhere because now I know how many deals I need. So then it becomes, okay, based on the number of deals I need, how many appointments do I need? And based on the number of appointments that I need, what is now my path of least resistance to go get that? And it's not absentee owners and expires and door knocking. And so it's not and get rid of the and it is you reverse engineering yourself 
And the most important part of reverse engineering is obviously understanding what you're good at, but also understanding and not lying to yourself about what you're actually willing to go do. So I'll be perfectly honest with you. I know that if I go out every day and knock on 100 to 200 doors, I'm going to get business. Do you agree? I would get business. If I go out every day and knock on 100 to 200 doors, I'm going to get somebody to say, sure, come on in and let's chat, right? It's, it's going to happen. So you are going to get business. By definition, it is going to work. I also know that me personally, I'm going to knock on those first 10 doors. Three of them are going to cuss me out. I'm going to be like, you know what? Screw this. And I'm not knocking on the rest of them, right? I am self-aware enough to know that. I also am self-aware enough to know that maybe I'll do it right now in Florida because it's 70 degrees outside. But when June rolls around and it's raining in 107 outside, I'm not doing it, right? And the reason this is so important is you got to know yourself. You got to know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And so for me, I know I am not willing to go do that. Now, if you are, and we have plenty of agents that are, great, then that becomes your niche. That becomes your focus. For me, I'm very good at doing those things digitally. So for me, I have a skill set in the social world where I can use targeting and ads and funnels, and I can do those things that I call a digital door knocking. I can do those things effectively. So for me, knowing that skill set and that I am far more willing to commit to doing that, then that's the route I want to take. Now, what's important about that is then we put blinders on. And when we put blinders on, now I'm not worrying about you going out and getting an expired listing. Great. Congratulations. I've got focus on becoming an expert on my niche. And so the way we do it, we actually do specific niche training. Specific, We call them lanes. Specific lane training. And that way you're committed to it. Now, what we do with our agents is at the end of each quarter, we reevaluate, right? We take a look at our lane. Hey, did that work? Did it not work? Do we need to ramp up? Do we need to slow down, right? Maybe, I'm, maybe now I'm so busy that I'm not able to go coach both my kids, which is something that I truly care about. So that's not going to work for me, right? So now I need to slow down, whatever it is. Or do I need to change lanes? Do I need to make a move? Is this just not working? Great. Then we shift, right? But then and only then am I making the change. And I can tell you that for the agents that are able to put blinders on and really get focused in an expertise, they're the ones who have the most success the fastest. Because now this industry is like drinking from a fire hose in the beginning. It's overwhelming. There's so much stuff being thrown at you. There are so many people, oh, no, I do this. Oh, no, I did that. Oh, look, he did this. Oh, wait, he did 700 deals last year. And he did, guys, you don't need 700 deals. You don't, right? So you just need to be really, really honest with what you need, what you're looking for, what your skill set is, and most importantly, what you're actually going to be committed to. And once you do that, then you're in a different place. So that's my take on it. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and and any ad. Yeah, that's a lot of gems right there because what you have discovered is three major components is knowing yourself, niching yourself and focusing yourself. Of course, you said it very elegantly and very, very, very just simple, 
right? Because making this into some big complex place will confuse most people and it has, which is why we find those numbers of the average agent, right? I mean, 75% of new agents fail in the first year. And we know this due to the fact of the lack thereof, the plan of knowing yeah. what lane are you going to be in and, and identifying that within your brokerage and your company is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, it literally is. And it's, it's, it's priceless because there are a lot of different brokerages and companies out there that do not focus on that. They focus on telling you, oh, you're going to have all this commission. You're going to have all these leads come on to our team. And then before you know it, it doesn't turn out like that. And you'll just be getting, you know, you're, you're just getting sucked for all your fees and you're not really turning over uh, any, any, any deals. And that's the major problem that we find in the beginning. So going into that and trying to focus on before you become a real estate agent and also in that first year, I want to spend a little bit of time on that personally, but before I do, I wanted to ask going is there a particular lane that you see new agents needing to start just to see if it works as far as the cold calling, the door knocking? Like from your broker's perspective, after you meet with a newer agent, do you automatically say, okay, try these two things because based on what I'm hearing and I'm seeing, is this may work for you or are you guys just saying, okay, try a couple of things and see what works and then we're going to stick with whatever works? Yeah, I mean, obviously, a large part of what we do. So in that first initial business planning coaching session, our objective is to do the exercise we just walked through, right? What's the level of income? And what are we committed to, right? Because that is the single biggest thing before you even get in this industry, or if you've already if you're already in it, but you're struggling, I will venture to say that 99% of the time, the reason you're not hitting your goals is because whatever your current goal is, you are not committed to. You're interested in it. And there's a huge difference between being interested in something and committed to something. I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm only committed to a very few things, right? And the, very, and the biggest difference is, is that things I'm committed to, it does not matter how I do them or what it takes to get them. There could be as many obstacles in my way as possible, but I'm committed to doing it and therefore I'm going to do it, right? And so it doesn't matter how, it just matters that I'm going to do those things, right? Outside of real estate, for me, that is my morning runs, right? I go on a run every single morning. It could be 47 degrees outside, which for us Floridians is cold. Not for you, probably in PA. You're like, oh, that sounds nice. No, not up here. That's that's freezing. Um, it could be raining outside, right? I am going to go because I am committed to going, right? And I'm going to wake up. And the second that it gets easier for me to wake up, you know what I do? I make I get myself up earlier. And I want it to be a challenge because I want a hard decision first thing in the morning. When I wake up, I'm going to test my commitment right? I'm going to test. I have every excuse in the book to just hit snooze on the alarm clock, roll over. I don't need to do it. It's not worth what well, I have every excuse, but I'm going to keep challenging myself because every single time I wake up and I challenge and I say yes, and I go do it. That's a hard decision. I make first thing in the morning. Every decision I make thereafter gets easier. I'm committed to it. If I wasn't committed to it, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this, you're like, ah, you know what? I'll start tomorrow. 
oh, you know what? I'll eat a little less today. I'm not going to go in there. Oh, you know what? And you come up with the excuses. Guys, if you're doing that, whether it's, whether it's exercise, whether it's business, whether it's family, I hate to break it to you. You are interested in that thing. You are not committed to it. And yeah. so I see this in their yeah. business all the time. We are interested in doing deals, but you're not committed to it. You're not committed to earning the income because if you were, you would be doing it. If you were, and the first 17 absentee owners you called all told you to go screw yourself, you'd call number 18 and just keep on going because it doesn't matter that they said no. All that matters is that you're committed to the ones that say yes because you're committed to a goal that you're trying to hit. And so for me, that's step number one. You've got to figure out what you are committed to. And that is a difficult thing to do because a lot of times we base that off what we think other people think we should want. Oh, our broker thinks we should be doing this, so we're going to commit to that. Our spouse thinks we should be doing this, so we're going to say we want to do that. Our spouse thinks that I should be wanting to do this, so I'm going to say that I want to do it. It's lip service. You don't actually mean it unless you do, right? And that's the hardest part. 100%. So that's where I always like to start. But yeah. once we have that, then from us, from that first coaching call is where we're getting very drilled down, understanding you. And then we're going to make a recommendation of a lane that you start in based on that skill set, based on what you're willing to do and what we're having success on. So right now, obviously, in most markets, inventory is the king, right? You need inventory. There's not a lot of it. Those that have it are winning. And so that's usually the game, right? So we know that. Where we are having success as a brokerage, at least down here in Florida, is with absentee owners. So we know that the absentee owner lane is a great lane because you have people who have inventory, who do not need it, it's less emotional because they're not living in it, right? So for them, this is a opportunity that if they're not using it and they have potentially a better use for that money, they can take full advantage of the height of the market without any repercussions. And it's a decision they can make quickly. That's an attractive thing from an inventory perspective. Now, the way we attack those absentee owners is going to vary. Because if I have you sitting there and you're like, yeah, Fuck it, dude. I used to knock on doors selling copiers. I'll, I'll go knock on doors. Great. If I've got that person, then I'm going to be like, great. Here's a list of absentee owners, right? We're going to go knock on those doors, see if there's someone renting it. If there is, cool. Then we're going to ask them for the owner's information so that you can reach out. If that doesn't work and you're okay door knocking, you're probably okay cold calling. Here's the list of absentee owners. Here's how you pull them. Here's how you sort them. Now we're going to sit there and we're going to bang the phones and call every single one of them, right? Now, if you sat there and said, hey, I'm not going to do that, great. Well, here's how we can take that list of absentee owners, load them into Facebook as a custom audience and run an ad to them. Here's how we can sit here and text every single one of them. Here's the most email addresses we could find. Now let's email them. So I don't care what way you tell me. There's a way to attack absentee owners it just, we just have to figure out what way you're actually going to commit to. So that's what we do, I right? And I'm just using absentee owners as a lane. It could be for sale by owners. It could be anything, right? It could be renters. It could be, there's so many it, different. Yeah, but niches. you're taking something and you're, and you're attacking it from 
different perspectives to meet different qualities, right? Strengths, yeah. Yeah. right? Because the agents may have a strength in door knocking, cold calling, sending Facebook ads. Like everyone is going to want to send the Facebook ad, but people who want to door knock a cold call, they're going to tackle that, which is amazing. I right. love that. And for all the real estate agents and people who want to be real estate agents or are going to school right now to become a real estate agent, this is prime information. Because before you step foot into that arena of dominating, and I say dominating because you never really dominate, right? Because the seasons change, all right? You're not gonna maintain that same hold year over year unless you are that committed, right? Right, And you must have that relentless agent in you. So for all the real estate agents who are listening, go ahead and think about it from the standpoint of when you first started, what things did you wanna do? How did you want to set foot into a brokerage that's going to support you? How did you accomplish it? Did you just go because a friend was at that brokerage? Did you go because that brokerage kept calling you? Did you go because the brokerage is giving you a higher split? We're going to talk about these things right now because I want to focus on getting people established with setting their foundation. That's why we always love you know, preaching about the New Agent Handbook and understanding how we want to set that foundation, okay? Yep. And, let's, and let's just start with it. So for one, you need to have your own email address that you utilize for all of the subscriptions. Yep. Now, many of you are thinking, email address, how is that even something I want to worry about right now? Because my broker is going to supply me with an email address. But if you end up leaving that brokerage, everything associated with that email address now is in jeopardy. Yep. Right. If you're using Canva to help create content and you have an email address that's connected to the brokerage, boom, all yep. your emails that are in that email account is now gone. So if you're relying on your email or past emails for records that you must keep for three years, depending on what state you're in, those are gone. OK, so these things are allowing you to bring that power back and that value to yourself. And it gives you the leverage. Right. So going into the choosing of the broker, I like talking about this because I consider myself a disruptor and making sure that people have that added oomph when they're sitting down with the brokerages, okay? Yep. And one of the things that we talk about that you want to find out is the first question is, what type of education or training courses do they offer? Right off the bat, yep. when you're sitting down with that broker at lunch or on a Zoom meeting, and they are talking to you about what their brokerage offers, just simply ask, what kind of trainings do you offer? And let them explain it to you. Now, many big box brokerages, Century 21, Keller Williams, Remax, and all the others, they typically have trainings intact. But listen to how those trainings are delivered. Are they virtual? Are they live? Are they just in a monotone webinar? That's going to help you, okay? The second question is, how many agents total are working for that brokerage, right? And will they be able to give you the attention that you need? And this is something that is important because when you ask this question, the answers are going to be drastically different or extremely similar, right? And the answers can go like, oh, well, great. We have a mentor program. You just go on and sign on with Michelle here and she's going to be your mentor for your first four deals, right? Most people don't tell you that with those first four deals, that that agent that's helping you gets a piece of those deals, right? Yep. 
And that agent that is giving you that time and energy may not be the production agent you want to have because that's that's <laughs> you <know>? the key. <laughs> right, right. So that's you know, key. so and 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 when knowing knowing these questions going in brings people to the point of answering them in a way that they don't want to uh sound alarming but they also want to sound like it's a good fit for you so oh yes we have a mental programmer no we don't right you just could yep. shadow one of our agents and here's how we do it for our new agents we set you up here 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 boom now if you were so happens to meet mike and he's going to sit you down and go through a whole criteria of questions of what you want to make down to your daily you know routine Yep. That is going to stand out amongst the people who just say, oh, we have a mentor program. You're going to follow around Suzanne for four months and, you know, she's going to just, you know, take your deals and not help you develop. Okay. Well, I, think, I think I want to, I want to, you're spot on. I want to start back though, before you even interview anyone, right? I think this is super important because I interview usually five to seven agents a day, right? So we're, I talk to a <laughs> lot of agents and, and across every spectrum from brand new all the way up to top, top producers, right? I was on an interview this morning before this with an agent who's done 110 deals already this year, looking to make wow. a move, right? Um, and there's, there's, there's always a next level. There's always something missing in their business, right? And so it's just identifying what that is and, and being honest about whether we can help it or not. But here's the thing from the agent perspective. So many of you are, are either, and, and this isn't just for brand new agents. If you're an agent that just is at a brokerage and you feel like you're not getting what you need, that's fine, right? But then what we need to do is be very understanding about what are we looking for and being honest about what you're looking for and understanding what you're going into, right? And here's the thing. This is a business partnership. At the end of the day, I don't care how they structure it because everyone structures it differently. At the end of the day, you are giving me a piece of your business. I'm taking a piece of your business, right? <laughs> in return for doing something, okay? Now, there are 100% shops. What do you think happens in that, guys? Brokers are a business, right? They need yeah. money to operate and pay their bills. So if I give you 100% of the money, then that means that I can't give you anything else because you're taking all the money. So how do I yeah. do that? Well, now I maybe I charge you in a different way, right? I promise you they're getting money in, in their, from you in their door somehow because this is a business partnership. And for that, yeah. they're, they're doing something, right? They're providing something. Now, if from an agent perspective, if we understand that, then we're going to have different questions. We're going to go into it with a different mindset because the second that I don't and I go in, that would be like me meeting Javier at Publix and being like, hey man, yeah, this is what I do. Hey, you want to go into business together? And you'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. After like literally a 20 minute conversation, you would never do that, right? In a normal business yeah. circumstance. But that's what agents do because you're excited, because you're eager, because, oh, it can't be that bad, right? I'm an independent contract. I can always switch. And yes, you can always switch. But I, I do want agents to take this seriously. And when I got into the real estate industry, 
it blew my mind how recruiting was done because nine yeah, times but, out of 10, but, but let me ask though yep because because you're because you're I want I want to stay on where you are right now because you're talking about that split and and, and you guys are known for having a phenomenal split and you understand that the give and you understand the you know the structure of the business but but would you believe that there are brokerages out there today that when a new agent signs on they're only offering 50 50 sure right 60 40 yep Right now, now, now I'm not, I'm not saying that that structure is not a good structure depending on where you are, but there is a understanding of the entire knowledge base system, right? So for example, if I come in as a new real estate agent to your brokerage and I'm interviewing you, right? Because all, all, everyone is listening to this interview, at least three brokerages interview, at least three brokerages. Now, again, when you connect with one and it hits all your boxes and it still is being something that you truly want to stand behind, you're going to make that choice. But you want to just interview three because you want to compare and find out which one is the outlier that you're going to choose. Yeah. Okay. Because as you are finding out the splits are important, the education is important. Okay. And also your value is important. Right. So 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 how can you increase your value before you even choose a brokerage? Right. How can you do that? And most people find themselves watching a lot of YouTube videos on trainings on how to become a real estate agent and a deal and how to find deals and things like that. But did you know before you even become a real estate agent that you can shadow a real estate agent that you can literally contact and say, hey, I'm taking my test two weeks from now. I just want to shadow. I want to just see how it works out. I want to see how things are done. Or you can check in with Mike or I, plenty of trainings that are available for you to understand RPR, Canva, like canva.com. If you master creating your own template, that's literally something that you can say in the meeting with the broker. You can say, hey, I'm very fluent on Canva. You now, RPR, guys, full disclosure, RPR is a system that is for all realtors. So once you become a real estate agent and you don't want you to become a realtor, then you have access to RPR. However, there are trainings out there that teaches you about RPR. It's videos out there. And we have a video already. And I know Mike has tons of footage, tons of video and content about RPR. But you get your knowledge increased on these things. Once that meeting does happen with the broker, you're now informing them of what you can do, meaning there's a better situation having, I mean, happening sure. right there. So it's all about the leverage. Now, Mike, please help me out here. If I, if I, if I have a, if we had a meeting and you met with a guy that made 102 transactions, so he's coming from a value perspective and saying, hey, I know what I can do. How can we work together? Is that meeting the same as a person straight out from, you know, getting their exam, you know, slapped with the A plus and coming to you with no experience at all? No, completely different, right? In, in a lot of ways. It's completely different in the way that when you've done a hundred plus deals, I know you're not coming <laughs> to me to get training, right? Because you figured this industry out. I know you're not coming to me because you need help deal doctoring. You've figured the contract out, right? You've 
done a hundred plus of them this year alone. You've probably got that down. But I also know this, when he called, when someone like that agrees to meet with me, something's missing. So my only objective in there is to figure out what is missing, right? You've got a hundred, because here's the reality. I know that him making a move is a major disruption to his business. So if he's going to make that move, change his logo, change his business card, change his contact information, have to do something with a CRM, his database, he's probably got open deals. So that's a challenge. So there's challenges that we're going to have to work through. But none of that matters unless I understand why, what is it, right? And can I even fill that gap? Now, here's the problem. You're going to have to cipher through as the agent, the BS factor, because there's a lot of brokerages that don't give a shit if they can actually help you. They just want your monthly revenue, right? They just want you to pay them a monthly fee. They're a glorified landlord half the time. Hey, yeah, Javier. Oh, you don't know anyone and don't want to do anything? Great. Do you have $300 a month to pay me? Awesome. Sign here. You have a pulse? Great. Sign here. Right. That's how that's how, unfortunately, a lot of the brokerages operate in this industry and they're glorified landlords. You're paying them a monthly rent. So for me, it was understanding what was missing because I knew who he was with. I knew he was uh, what split he's on. I knew what type of financial package he had. I knew that there's really nowhere else he's going to go, including us, that's going to drastically impact that side of it. So it's not financial. So what is it? Right. And in his particular case, it was that he felt like he had accomplished everything he wanted from the true sales role, was looking to what the future might hold, where he could build something big, get become a partner at some point. And what did that look like? Right. And so then it becomes a question for us of do we have that? Can we fill that void? And so that's that's where we always take those conversations. But You're spot on, right? I think what most new agents need to realize, the reason that recruiting is so important in this business is because ultimately as a brokerage, we want to do deals, right? We want transactions. Well, guess what? Javier knows people that that we don't know as a broker, right? He knows people that I don't know. So what does Javier ultimately bring to the table along with all of you that are interviewing to a broker? You bring a sphere of people that know you, trust you, and like you, that do yep. not know, like, and trust me. So yep. you're essentially an value, right? I'm buying the business yeah. by bringing you on and saying, great, let me educate you. Let me train you. Let me make you build, build confidence. Let me help you. I'm here to support you. I'm your admin side. All I want you to do, I don't want you to worry about marketing. I don't want you to worry about really anything else. We'll help you with that. What I want you to do is only one thing, which is go talk to people because you know a bunch of people that I don't know. Now, how we talk to them is, like we said earlier, completely custom to each agent. Maybe that's- And let me, and let me, and let me grab, and let me jump in on this because right now it leads us right into that next topic. And the question is, do, well, the question what you would ask, right? Does this brokerage offer role-playing and script training? Okay, because what Mike just said here is go and talk to people, right? Many of us say, 
okay, I'm selling real estate right now. Uh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna send me some leads, or and you get fearful because you really don't know what to say. It's kind of like being a car salesman, right? Everyone knows somebody that sells a car. And when you become one, you want to call your sphere of influence. However, there is a script to dialogue method that is very much needed for you to grow as a real estate agent because many of us let's be honest do not come from sales backgrounds many people who become real estate agents have dual careers that are not sales related right. at all so when you are thinking of oh i do know a lot of people okay so join a brokerage that can train you on having that script to dialogue you hear that i'm not just saying scripts okay because scripts if they say, oh, yeah, we have plenty of scripts, Tom Ferry, we got Mike Ferry, and we're going to print them out for you and put them on your desk. No, script to dialogue, meaning take pieces of this script and work it into a formal, actual human conversation. You do not want to be a person that's just recording and remembering a script because you're going to sound like a robot, right? So just be aware of that because I love the fact that he's telling you know, he's letting you see the value in the people that you know that he don't know, right? That, that that his brokers doesn't know. And that's for all brokerages across this country, right? They want your sphere. They will love to help your sphere. Okay, so find somebody that actually does that type of training, script to dialogue, and have that question asked to them in that meeting. For right. Sure. When you when you agree, Mike, that 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 having a true um live and um a vibrant environment to create scripts and role play can make an, a relentless agent appear sooner rather than later a hundred percent because so the way we do it right we have a mobile app and a website for our agents where all of our trainings go and we we do a lot of script stuff but we have the scripts in written audio and video form and the reason we do wow. that is because it's super <laughs> important to know what to say, which you can learn by reading the script. It's important to know how to say it, right? Because that's also super important. And so that's why the audio is there because we want you to actually hear it being delivered. We want you to hear the answer to the objections because that's super important, right? Upswings, downswings, how am I delivering the question, right? Because we, we were at lunch the other day, I was at lunch with Jeff and Jeff had a, Jeff and Craig both had beers and the waitress comes by and she goes, can I get you guys two more beers? And she had this big upswing and Jeff said, no. So she walks away and he goes, you know, if she would have come over and said, Hey, I'll grab you two more beers. I probably would have said yes. Right. There's no way I'm going to stop her as she walks away, but it's the difference yeah. between a downswing and an upswing. When I sit there and question mark at the end of that, right. That same script there's really no difference. She's essentially asking, do you want two more beers? Hey, let me grab you two more beers. Is that a better way to deliver it than, hey, can I get you two more beers? You guys hear the difference, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's important, right? So whenever someone says, yeah, we do script training, great. How is it done? Is it, am I reading something? Do I have access to the written scripts? Do I get to hear them delivered? Mm. And then visually, how am I delivering it, right? Am I delivering it with confidence? How am I, what's, how am I, where's my eye contact, right? When I'm doing, all those things are super important. So we spend a lot of time on that. So you're spot on there. And I think, you know, in training in general, guys, 
every broker that you talk to pretty much is going to be like, yeah, of course we offer training. But to Javier's point earlier, you have to dive into that. What does that mean? And understand what you are looking for as the agent going into it. Yes, you need yeah. training. Yes, there's so many ways to get training. But what does that look like? Does that mean, am I working part-time, right? Because I will tell you, Keller Williams, down here at least, compared to all the other brokers, I would say Keller Williams and us train, put an emphasis on training more than most brokers. However, Keller Williams does training where it is 1030 at the office. And if you can't make it, sorry. Well, guys, guess what? There's a lot of you that won't be able to make it at 1030. And here's the more important part. What happens when you actually use the training and get good? Because I can tell you, I don't have that kind of time all the time, right? My weeks are full. My days are full, right? I, after this podcast, I am back to back until 530 tonight. So there's no time. So I always say you have to have flexibility because even though right now as a new agent, you may have all the time in the world and be like, yeah, I could train all day. Well, guess what? What happens when you actually use the training and a year from now, you are doing five deals a month, seven deals a month, 10 deals a month, whatever it is. Guess what? You're not going to have every all the time in the world to do those trainings. So the way we do our training is, of course, we do have a set time, 8.30 to 9.30. You want to attend live? Great. You can ask questions, engage. That's awesome if you have time. If you can't, guess what? It's recorded. It's all there for you. It's put into a database that you have 24-7 access to, and it's not going away. So if you need to go back to it in 12 months to review it, you can. That's because we want it to be versatile. So if you're working or if you're busy, you still have access to that training. Now, at the same time... At the same time, you need to be honest with yourself. Are you a person that needs to sit next to someone and do it with them and have them hold your hand, right? And that's okay. Don't lie to yourself. If that's what you need, then great. <laughs> then you know what? Our training, probably not going to work, right? So we need to be honest about that and have that conversation. So that those are the things that I think are just, if you can kind of preface that in your mind before you ever even speak to a broker, you're going to have a very clear picture on kind of what you're looking for. Um, and then, you know, then obviously there, the most agents have questions around, do you offer training? What does my split look like? Do you offer leads? <laughs> leads, leads are my favorite. Um, is, so is that next on your list? Let, let's, I want, I don't want yeah, to jump yeah. No, 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 okay. no. So do you offer leads is not on the list. And that is something that I believe, which makes century 21 the best, right? Because we have a system that does offer leads and we do have a system that does allow you to create a perpetual, uh, email marketing campaign, which is very, 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 very important, especially for a new agent, because what Mike is saying is correct. What happens when you do follow these trainings? What happens if you when you do go into the brokerage already knowing some of these tools and these and these tactics and strategies, right? You start getting good and your day is starting to become back to back to back, like Mike just said, right? It becomes a phenomenal day because you become a relentless agent. Now, with all of that, right? With all of that, you need to manage all of these leads, 
right? If you go to listings to leads, which is one of the sources that I use for marketing my listings, when I promote that and I connect it to Business Builder, which is a um, uh, uh, lead, uh, I, I will call it a CRM. It is a CRM, but it's a powerful CRM. It's yeah. way, it's not even, anyway, so it's a CRM, guys. And what happens is I get tons of leads. I submit, I, I put an ad out for two weeks and I'm getting 400 leads from it. Now, again, this is not 400 deals. These are 400 leads. Think, uh, uh, you know, people who I'm going to cultivate a relationship with over the next, you know, four to five to six to 18 months. Okay. But it does it for me so I can continue going, getting more, which is very, very important because you will find that once that closing happens, you need more business. And if you haven't been getting more business during that closing or during that process of the deal closing, you're already behind. So you will start seeing these gaps between oh, your commission you see, checks because we call it the roller coaster. You see this. Yeah. Eee. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. Right? Because you're not because you're not working. You're only working whenever you're not, you know, having a deal. And that's not. Uh, feasible for someone just starting out. Now, if you have some capital stored away and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, you can sustain yourself for some period of time, not long, but for some. But for those of you who are listening to this and are watching this and knowing that you have a dual career that you, you want to get done, you want to get out of there, or you jumped in real estate full feet, like all, all, all two, 10 toes, you jumped in, okay? you know that you cannot afford for that roller coaster because when that dip comes and you have no money, those bills are still coming. And yep. once that happens, it will force you into this, you know, discouraged mindset because you don't believe it's going to come, even though it will. And then you go right back into this. So it becomes of a job, not a career, not a business, right? And we want to get away from that W2 mindset. So I love the fact that we have touched on a lot of things here uh, on our first episode of, of Relentless Agent Podcast, because understanding your lane, understanding your niche, focusing and staying consistent, making sure you are evaluating the brokerages, because I'm telling you guys, once you pass that test, your name is, is, is out there. They're going to be calling you and asking you to join. They're going to sound good because those are salespeople on the other line and they're going to get you. If you don't understand the leverage that you have, and how to increase your value, but also something so simple as having your own email account, right? Uh, an email account for your real estate business, because I'm yep. sure you already have one, but a separate email account for your real estate business. And so the last but not least, I want to throw in doing mock closings. Okay. This is so, again, so simple, so small, like the email account, but it goes a long way because if you can understand the process of a closing before entering into a broker agent agreement you have more leverage why because you know how the deal works you know how to create ads on canva you know how to do facebook ads because you maybe have done it once or twice and now you know what the contract looks like that education process what does that mean to the broker that means that from start to your first deal is now shortened greatly and they don't have to spend that much time watching you, holding your hand, meaning they can give you a higher split, meaning they can, you know, allow you to tap into a lot of the resources faster because they know you can handle it, right? Because in the beginning, I mean, Mike could tell you, you know, and help me out with this, that 
when a brand new agent comes in, you got to spoon fit him and make sure oh, they yeah. can understand this because you can't. It's just like you said, it's like you know, it's like drinking from a water hose. You, you know, mm -hmm. a fire, a fire, a fire. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 a big deal. Yes, yeah, it's huge, absolutely huge. Yeah, the the more you can come in and the broker realizes that you can actually focus on money making activities and not on the administrative stuff that ultimately they don't really want you doing anyways, because you already understand that process, the, their life is easier and the more comfortable they're going to feel. And ultimately that's going to be in your best benefit, right? Because at the end of the day, this is a business partnership. And so it's very important that you understand your role in that partnership. And it's very important that you understand their role in that partnership. And I, guys, I will tell you that the more that the more the more split they are keeping, right? The broker is keeping. The more I keep on our side as a broker, the more I am expected to give, right? And I hold myself accountable to that. As a broker, we hold ourselves accountable to that. Not all brokers do. So here's the thing with the split. I will tell you, we offer some very attractive splits here, but that's that aside, we have done the numbers, guys. I will tell you that within a thousand dollars of each other as a productive agent if if javier was to say hey i do 10 deals a year and he ran those numbers out across almost every major brokerage out there he is going to make within a thousand dollars of it of each other an income at the end of the year he will because the way this the monthlies work and the splits and the caps and all the other stuff that goes into it when you factor all of that out almost all the models equal out to be roughly the same amount. Now, here's what's not factored into that. Opportunities. Did he get deals from his broker that he otherwise wouldn't have? Did he have partnerships yeah. and tools that he could leverage that he otherwise didn't? Now, when you factor those in, what he realized that maybe if he wasn't with his Century 21 and he was with this guy over here, yes, had he done 10 at both, he would have made the same amount of money, or very close to it. However, he would have only done seven over here because three of his deals were able to be saved because of business builder or because he had a broker who was attentive, right? So those are the intangibles. And that's when you go in the interview, it's not about the split. It is not about the split. It is about your 1099. At the end of the year, how much money is going to be on that 1099? And how much of that was able to be produced because of the education, the handholding, the support, the tools, the leadership that you had from your broker. And that's what you need to evaluate. And, and guys, that's difficult in one conversation. That's why <laughs> I always say, I don't want to hire someone right then and there 99% of the time. I want to have a couple conversations. I want to send you a login to go through our trainings. I want you to watch those. I want to give you a peek behind the curtain because I want you to know what you're actually getting and what we can give. So the expectations are 100% aligned because when you say yes and sign on the dotted line, I take that seriously and I want you to as well. And I don't want this to be, oh, surprise, we actually don't do that or surprise, you're, you're not very happy. That doesn't do any of us any good, right? So understand that when you are interviewing, when you're looking to make a move, even if it's five years into your business, 
you have to be very clear about what you're bringing to the table, what you're looking for the other partner to bring to the table, and then making sure that it's economic. And of course, the amount of money you make at the end of the year matters, but that's why it's not about the split. It really is about that 1099 and what dollar amount does that show? Because that's, that's ultimately what matters. I love that. Absolutely, man. Because when you focus on those things and just hearing what you said is a clear indication of the quality you will receive from joining your brokerage, right? It's simple, simple, right? From, from, from what you, your response to that is literally what they should be looking for in their state when they're listening to this and saying, wow, I'm going to go and do some brokerages before I go, I'm going to listen to this Relentless Agent podcast first episode one more time before I go in because I want to hear because you recruit agents in your brokerage. You are the first, you are the gatekeeper in giving them the understandings of what is to come and the values that you're bringing. You respect that relationship and the respect is, 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 is visible. Right. And it's not visible in the sense of, oh, you're coming and seeing the beautiful buildings or the nice logos. No, no, no. It's visible and, you know, and seeing your passion for their education and your passion for their just entire business model and, and, and the respect for us. So, guys, this is the type of stuff you want to hear from your broker. This is the kind of conversation you want to have amongst your agents within your brokerage. OK, these 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 conversations are healthy. And if you're not finding any of this, the time is now. Right. If you're not finding any support, if you're not seeing any of these things, reevaluate yourself because yep. you're a business and, and it's a and it's and it's a partnership. And you want to make sure that that, you know, because everybody has a use. The trick is not to be misused. And most agents out there are being misused a lot of different ways. And what we're here to do is to help guide, showcase where we're practitioners, where we're out here every day doing it. And you, you know my motto is assume nothing, verify everything. So we want you guys to continue uh, striving for greatness and remaining relentless. 100%. Yep. And, and I promise you guys, just when you're interviewing, right, and I'll leave you at this, when you're interviewing, ask, ask to peek behind that curtain. Hey, can I come sit in on a training? Do you have trainings for me to watch, right? Do you have an agent I can talk to? And all of that is super important. And if their answer is no, run, right? Run as fast as you can. Because I prompt, like, I tell you what, I got the, the way we recruit now, we revamped the, our entire recruiting process. Because when I got into this industry, I was blown away. So I played baseball in college, got recruited. And when I was getting recruited, in my opinion, the, coll the collegiate sports recruiting process is the best recruiting process in the entire world. Because when you go in these schools, they're not worried that they're going to bring me in at UF and then I'm going to go to University of Texas or go wherever else and tell them what I saw at UF. They're not worried about that, right? So what happens is, there is no chance. I did not have one college coach call me and be like, Hey, Mike, I uh, saw you pitch really well the other day. Um, I know you're about ready to go to college. Um, and you know, you're, you passed your exams and everything. Um, here, do you want to come play baseball here? Sign here. That didn't happen. Okay. Ever. 
what would happen was, hey, Mike, saw you did really well this senior year. Hey, I'd love to invite you out. Come see the campus. Come sit in our team meetings. Come meet the coaches. Come meet the players. Come, come tour around. Let's see what it looks like, right? And I did that over and over and over again to all the interested schools with them having zero fear that I was seeing other schools. But I got to come and experience every single one of them. And that was super important because I got to experience the culture of what I was about to join. And the same thing applies here. And so when I got in this industry and the recruiting process, which is a big deal because we're going into business together, was, hey, oh, you have a soul and you can breathe. Great. Sign here was ridiculous. Right. So that's why we started saying, hey, what is our recruiting process? And so our recruiting process is no. You know what, Javier? I don't care if, if I'm sitting there with Javier and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to sign. No, my answer is no. Because you don't know for sure that you actually like what I've said. You like the way I've said it, but maybe I'm just a good communicator, right? Maybe I'm just a good salesperson. I am not in the business to sell you. I am your business partner. I need you to buy in. I need you to truly like what you're about to sign up for. And if you don't, then this isn't going to work. So what I want you to do is I actually am going to send you the logins. Here's a username and password. Log in. Here's our daily trainings. Here's our scripts. Here's our step-by-step guides. Could they download that and take it with them to Keller? Sure. Yep. But if they do that, then they weren't really interested in what we had to offer. So I'm willing to take that risk. But go in, take a look. If you like what you see, if you love what you hear, if it aligns with what you're looking for, great. Then we can have that discussion about taking the next step. If the answer after watching that is, ah, you guys do it this way, I don't really agree with that. Oh, you guys are really focused on residential. I really want to make a career in commercial. Great. I'm glad you got to see that. Here's some recommendations. Go talk to these guys. Have a great day. Right? That's what I want. I don't want everyone. And we, I will tell you, we say no to agents way more than we say yes. And it's not us being like all up on our high horse. It's that if I know that I can't bring you value and or you're not going to bring value to us as a brand and as a brokerage, there's no reason for us to go down this road, right? And so as you guys are experiencing this, as you get a taste in the industry, maybe you're a year in, two years, five years, 10 years, you're like, man, it's time I make a move. I'm not getting what I want. These are the things that you need to be looking for. And so I, I will just leave you with ask to peek behind the curtain. And if they are not willing to share and show, see ya, run. Run as fast as you That's can. Fabulous. That's perfect. That is perfect. So thank you all for being here. Uh, first episode of Relentless Agent Podcast. I'm Javier Nichols. Mike Puma. <laughs> uh, you know, if you guys are not watching this on video, I threw the, the alley-oop and he caught it. So it's awesome. So, yes, guys, thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. Yes. And next right, episode, cool. so, we're going to dive into leads. And you do not want to miss it because as the chief marketing officer of this brokerage, I, I should love leads and I don't love leads. And I'm going to dive in and we're going to explain why and talk through what a lead is and why, you, as an agent, you need to understand that. And I promise you, you don't want to miss it. So join us next week for that one. Until then, see you guys later.